Welcome to the Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here with my co-host Liam McNeil, and we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, some have called him the angriest man on the internet, but by surely he's uh, Newcastle's favourite comedian, the Buttsman. Hey, Isaac Butterfield. Hey, how you going, gentlemen? I tell you what, I'm ready to play fucking footy after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a great song. Isn't oh, it amazing? I, I think, you know, it. you talk about club songs throughout the years. There's been some great ones. The Green Machine at Canberra. The only other one I know, but we've got the best, surely. <laughs> Absolutely, we've got the best. Anytime that song goes, it goes off of the, off, off of the ground and everyone knows what's about to happen and... I think it it lives in infamy for teams who travel to Newcastle. It does. I actually had that song. Did you have this compact disc? It was a two CD uh, pack yes. release of '97. Yes, had yeah, the whole game on that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, with Gary I Harley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stole it off my own uncle. Chief away to Jackson. Jackson away to the chief. We need Isn't the it gorgeous? <laughs> I don't know what it was. What was it? It was a two-compact disc collection. It had, uh, I believe it had the game audio on it, but with Ray Hadley, so it was a Newcastle coverage. Yep. It had uh, the this game is our game song. It had no. a, um, what was the other one? We're here because we're here because we're here because we're here. We, we are, are the, the Knights, the Mighty, the Mighty Knights, Knights, and that, that is, is why, why we're here. here. <laughs> had that on it. Had some other Knights classics throughout the years. Yeah. You could, um, you could definitely get away with a lot in the 90s with just putting uh, just a few things on a CD and then having that and selling that for money. You know, it was well, great. there's no other way to get it. Yeah, it's if true. You, yeah. You, how are you going to listen to the game unless, if, unless you wanted to, I don't know, track down a tape from one of your mates? If yeah, you yeah. want to listen to the radio recording the game in your car on the way to work on a Monday, nothing else will fire you up more. You've got to buy that two-disc set. You've just got to pop into Hunter Street Mall Sanity and... Yeah, it's been thirty-two ninety-nine. I don't know why I had one, but we have one, and it was it was played quite a bit. I Let's, played it quite a bit. I don't think anyone ever actually bought it. It just appeared in houses in Newcastle. There's a lot of that. Magic. I had another one. It was a tape, and it was all the um, all the tries from the '97 season. Uh, it was uh, it was it was like a proper fully produced tape, and it had um, "Stand by Me" was one of the songs. If anyone's got it. I'd love to see it again, <laughs> or like a digital copy. Please put it on YouTube because it's amazing. I can't remember the other songs on it, but it's 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 got all the tries from the season, all the big moments leading up to the grand final, and then it's got Queen, um, We oh Are the Champions God. at the end when when the at the end of the game and all that type of stuff, and it's all the highlights. It's one of the best videos, like it's VHS. I'm talking obviously, and I have no idea where it is, but. Uh, if, if anyone knows where it is, please find it immediately and send it my way. Well, the disappearance of that tape is, you know, further Osc further uh, evidence that the Oscars are just rigged. They're washed. <laughs> they, they they mean nothing. If that didn't sweep the Oscars that year... Well, it, I believe Titanic took the Oscar out in 1997. So actually, it just got pipped at, It just got pipped at the post. <laughs> just, only, only just twice. And we don't ask much of you jousters, but yeah, if anyone's got that, yeah, let's check it we out. need it. Put it on YouTube. Yeah. I, I, I've got the, the equipment at home to turn videos into DVDs and then onto the YouTube. So if you've got it, that's amazing equipment. That's, that's what a, a time to be alive. I have such technology. It's real archival stuff, isn't it? It goes, yeah. it goes Tesla, that, and then like space <laughs> stuff, SpaceX. Now we had a very important game on the weekend. Uh, it was actually on Friday night. The graveyard shift at six o'clock, uh, and we went down. We went down to Melbourne, and then we went uh, down to the Melbourne side. 
uh, 14 to 40. Uh, <laughs> so that was quite the... Uh, usually you say the, the winning score first, but uh, I like We don't always, want to out of spite. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Liam, I've got to ask you, what do you think went right for you in that game? A number of things went right. Uh, first of all, the attack. Um, there was a certain point in the game where we'd been 11 minutes without the ball. We just had been starved of possession. We get the ball, immediately march our way 60 metres up the field, almost score a try. It seems to be that the team's fit enough now that when starved of possession, we can still make some good inroads in attack, still work our way up the field. Um, And then the few times we did have the ball, although it was rare, we looked very dangerous. I think we're starting to show that even on the wrong end of possession, we can still strike when the iron's hot, if you will. Or even when it's slightly cold. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, no, I, I know what you mean. We like that first twenty minutes was I think the, I think it was seventeen sets out of seventeen that Melbourne completed, uh, and we had the ball three times and completed two of those sets. So which it, is pretty good. Well, well, yeah. Well, if you look at that alone, <laughs> that, that alone is quite a high completion rate. But it's but yeah, we just we we were tired. We got we got beaten up on our own line and we conceded tries. If you uh, don't have the ball, you're not gonna. You, if this, I think it was another game on the weekend. Uh, it may have been the Manly game. Uh, the completion rate was just outrageous from the opposition side. And when you're starved of the ball, not only do you not have opportunities to score, you're just exhausted from tackling. Mm. You just have nothing left in the tank. So you're just sitting there and they just seem to somehow keep piling on points and you just get dejected and you're just like, we just need something. And often that something comes. It may even be as it was for Manly half-time. Uh, well, they got they a little needed bit of, it. Oh, they needed oh, it desperately. Christ. It was great to see, though. Isn't it great to see the Manly team getting absolutely shellacked and booed by it. their own supporters? Oh, they got booed. They got That's booed so at half That's so typical time. of Manly supporters. It's so typical. Pigs. Silver-tailed Absolute bastards. pigs. <laughs> but there was some more good out of the game. Yep. The Levi-Griffin combination I'm liking. I'm really liking. It's kind of coming into its own. It was good with the Bureau Levi, Levi last year. Yeah. But I think what Slade Griffin offers from Hooker, when you pair him with uh, Danny Levi, I think it's... Starting to pay even more dividends than what with Bureau last year. So I think this kind of thing going right, Levi and Griffin, may force the oh, what's the word for margin? No. Booting unceremoniously. Force the boot. Force <laughs> the boot up Jamie Bureau, which is a shame <laughs> to say he's been such a great clubman. Mm. So we were talking, you know, in the, the lead up to the show, it's it's been tough years, it's been hard times. Yeah. And he was there. He was there the whole time. But it may be time for him to well, some of the time. It, it was, was a long, for, long time. He was there for 26 rounds of it. I think he was only the last year signing, wasn't it? That was it? Yeah, that's it. Oh. Well, anyway, I think it may be time for Bureau. He's got to go. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Just to reserve grade. He'd be great in reserve grade. I <laughs> know. Oh, it does seem funny. He's a captain of the side and he captains off the bench. You know, we've always uh, we've joked about how, you know, Kurt, Kurt was captain off the bench for the, the blue side. It just doesn't seem to work. Do you, no. Have you ever been experienced with captaining off the bench? No. No <laughs> one would put me at captain. But <laughs> I, um, no one would put you on the bench either. No. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. Dudley Magpies represent. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. I mean, it maybe it works in today's game where I, I'm a big um, I'm a big critic critic of um, rugby league. In, yeah. You know, in the modern era, uh, but it, it certainly wouldn't have worked uh, back in the day, in the good old days. Just you needed that person up front. Uh, you needed that person to be loud and in charge, and that just doesn't seem to be happen from captains. I mean, you, you have your co-captain, you have your captain of the forwards, you have your captain of the backs, you have your wingers having a say. Uh, it all stems to the banning of the shoulder charge and fighting. But anyway, <laughs> if, you don't, yes. if you want to get into that, we'll be here all night. But. We're still uh, recovering from that. We, we still haven't quite come to terms yeah, with it. Yeah, to, to, it put it, when you get a really good shot on these days, and you have those moments where it's just sort of like, oh, hang on, we've got to check if the arm was uh, away from the oh, body there. It's it like, makes me ill. If there's, mean, no, if there's no contact with the head, and it's just all like shoulder on body, and it's just, you know, the head flies back, and it, they, they yeah. hit the deck. 
Fantastic. Even Why if not? there's a little bit of contact with the head. Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> especially early on. Like I, I had a coach once and he said, uh, big hits are for the fans. And I completely agree with that and disagree at the same time. Because I know, as from my experience playing footy, that if I get absolutely jammed by another front rower off my first run or second run of the game, I'm not going to run at him again. Mm. Or at least I'm going to try and do something different. It's in your head then, yeah. It's, it's in your head. It's yeah. playing mind games. But now you can't even do that. And you see other things happening, like with State of Origin, these type of things. You see the niggle coming back in. You see little cheap shit like that. It's because they know there's no conssequences. And it really affects the game. I really do think. Rugby league right now... All right. I'm, I'm yeah, going. Go, go, I'm go. Going. I love it. it. I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Rugby league right now is screaming for Conor McGregor. It's screaming yes. for someone to go out there and just take it by the balls yeah. and sell themselves. I'm looking at you, Nathan Ross. Yeah, Rossi. Wouldn't it be amazing to see Rossi, just for an example, like go on Twitter or Instagram and he's going to go and play against who's a winger from a side that people don't like? George Tafua. George Tafua. Imagine if a couple of weeks Newcastle plays Manly and Rossi gets on Twitter and says, hey, George, I'm going to take your head off. (laughs) Are you telling me you wouldn't tune in to watch that? Now, should Rossi go full Conor McGregor? We've heard Ivan Cleary, our next week opponent, talking about everyone has to get on the bus. Do you think Rossi goes out to Tamworth a couple of days early and throws a dolly Dolly through through the bus window? Throw something through the bus window. Throw something through the bus window. (laughs) Shake them up. Shake them up. I love it. You you know, next time the team's getting on a bus, they're like, Jesus, Rossi, you're in? And then you're in their (laughs) head. If he's going to throw a dolly at us when we're on a bus, we're trying to be protected. Imagine what he's going to do on the field where we're allowed to do anything. It's terrifying. Nathan Ross, this is me calling you out. Get it done. (laughs) We we don't have these uh, like real clashes anymore. Obviously, it was Spud and Chief, and then we had Mad Dog and, and Wendell. But there's no real like uh, no one's no one's really looking forward to any good clashes like between teams yet, but between people there's but no. That's it. Gal and Nate Miles was the last of it. And, and that and was that it. Blew up. Everyone loved it. Yeah. Everyone loved it. I had goosebumps for a week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that punch is still my Twitter cover photo. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't changed it since 2014. So yeah. if, if people love that, and people want to see that, and people want to talk about that. But it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I think it is safe to say, Butts, that the people running the game and the people writing about the game are horrifyingly out of touch with the fans. And this is what happens when people like journalism, uh, journalists rather, or uh, people who have their say on radio, whatever you want to call them, are forced upon people. Mm. Like people watch your show because they want to watch your show. People oh, we've definitely forced a few people into watching it as well. <laughs> well yeah, you've got to get the numbers up. It's all about the views. Um, check out my channel. Um, but people who like you read in the newspaper, you're reading them because you have to read them, otherwise you don't get the news. Yeah. And you, that you get their bias and their opinions, and often their opinions are, to be blunt, complete dog shit. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. If you use the name Buzz Rothfield, this is going to be a two-hour-long episode. <laughs> I've got some things it's to say about terrible. that old it's fossil. Just, it's just boring. And it's for- terrible. Unfortunately, if you look at the like a week-to-week, especially the Daily Telegraph, and we know what we think about the Daily Telegraph in this house, but uh, there's um, <laughs> but it, it's it's all about the controversy. They, that gets the full spread, and the game gets you know the the bottom the bottom corner. There's no a game that could be great enough that they'll get. You know, a talk day after day after day. But you know, if a player gets caught, you know, accused of assault in, in a, a nightclub or something like that, that's a week. That's a week's worth of news. This whole sport is really just driven by controversy, yeah. and it doesn't. It's like, lazy journalism. Yeah, really lazy. And it's just like yeah, trying to like spruik the front page so you pick it up and read it, and then they think, oh, that sold well. What's the next controversy? Like the whole everything. It was so, a great example of that. I think it was two weeks ago. Three Parramatta players went out in the rocks and swore at a pub. Yeah. And that was all news. It was all over 360. And, the, you know, I think Iken and Paul Kent said, well, hang on, this isn't a story. What are you talking about? And Buzz says, no, look, it's the players. And, the, and, the, and, the, yeah. and Kenty was just like, 
It's not a story. It's a story. They went to a venue, the football shared some beers, yeah. and said a word loud. That's it. And mm. what stinks about that is the players, and this is what annoys me with the players when these controversies arise. Like, look what Joey does. When he, you know, when he fell asleep at that airport, and then like two years later he was back, and he said, "Oh, might book a hotel this time." That's exactly (laughs) what you do in that situation. situation. You make fun of yourself if you carry on at a pub. Admit to it. Yeah, I carry on like a dickhead. All right, let's move on. Yeah, instead of hiding. Yeah, instead of hiding away. Josh Dugan got asked to leave uh, an RSL, and that was news. It's an RSL. Everyone gets asked to leave. They don't even allow people in with shorts. What they didn't tell about that story was that Andrew Fafita was the one who actually made sure he left the premises without a fuss. So well done, Fafita. Yeah, no, I don't don't congratulate Favita on much. But Liam, I have to ask you, uh, who do you think uh, hats off for this week? Who do you think did well? Look, I've got my hats off uh, for Aiden Guerra. I thought the uh, the Italian stallion was very good. He ran for 106 metres. He made 41 tackles, a huge defensive effort. Mm. And he just seemed like every time he got the ball on the edges, he really probed and ran and found some space and yeah I thought he had a great game yeah and he's been doing really well really understated work as well he seemed to he got pinned a couple of times because he was laying on the tackle a bit uh, but I thought and one of them was already when he was first marked and the ball was already from dummy half was gone and then they're like no oh, that was a bit long but he seems to have that what we didn't have last year was controlling the ruck but he's just got it down like you know when it's down 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 off peel off just at the right speed uh, and really give us the ascendancy in defense and allow those defenders to get back Lockie Fitz is my hats off for this week. I don't think he's had a better performance. Uh, you know, he got, he got binned and he still gets my hats off. Ludicrously. Yeah. Oh, yeah we'll, We've we'll got get... more to say about that in the news segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's, uh, you know, he's the most handsome man in the game. Uh, and, uh, You're really pushing that, aren't you? Man? I know. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, look, he's a great player. He's and, wonderful. And look, another try. I think he's scored now. I think it's 12 from his last 15. For, uh, it's a ridiculous try rate. He's only pretty much, the whole time he's been first grade, he's, got, he's, he's scoring tries at about 80%. Which is nuts. He's a second rower. Oh, well, wonderful. He used to, he used to play 5'8". Did he really? He is he that play, so? So you, you play that sort of mindset of a 5'8", like you always hang around the ruck sort of thing, looking for an offload. I think that's where it stems from. Because that's where he has been great, you know, supporting his halves. That's where he's causing the most mm. damage. So there you go. He's got an inside Apparently. inside running on that uh, yeah. halves mind. Possibly. He knows what's going to happen before it happens, perhaps. Like... Or he's just lucky. I don't know. <laughs> what got, was that? Uh, he's got excellent health care. What was that old bastard from uh, Nostradamus? No, what? Nostradamus. Was he a thing? Yeah, it was what? that old guy who read the future to people. Oh, okay. And I think it was something like one in every hundred predictions was correct. So everyone's <laughs> like, he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Just like Jesus Christ. Essentially, <laughs> I believe he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> like a one, a one in a million chance happens every couple of days. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's written them all. Yeah. He's got them all down on the books. And but could Nostradamus have predicted our hats back on for this week? What is it? Oh, I don't know. Who did you have? I was, I was hoping you would go first. <laughs> mine's yeah, mine's yeah. Look, did you have hats off for this week, uh, Butts? Do you think any, any players standing out to you maybe this whole season? Do you think uh, he's really giving me a oh, surprise? Oh, I do. I do. He's my favourite player, Mitch Barnett. Oh, isn't he wonderful? He, he is the only person I see in the entire NRL that flies out of the line and tries to hurt people. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he? Isn't it great? I mean, it backfired a bit against Canberra. <laughs> When Shannon out, Boyd yeah. killed him. That's okay, and, uh, but he that, died. That but he did it, though. Yeah. I love that he does it. I agree, but Absolutely. Because he is, people are fearful of him. And that just doesn't happen anymore. So, Mitch, if I had a hat, it'd be off. It'd be off. It is off. It we is have lots off. of hats if you want to borrow a hat. <laughs> no, I, just, I did my hair earlier. It looks really good, actually, too. It's paid it's, off beautifully. It's got a bit the of other thing about Barney that I love, I think we saw it last year in the game against Parramatta. There was a bit of a flare-up after... A try was scored and the referee called him over and said, Mitch, you can't be doing this kind of thing. And he had a, you know, very lovely, very respectful conversation with the referee that all ended with, you know, a nice agreement. It was it was good to see an NRL player using the noggin 
yeah. thinking and speaking in a manner that you should speak to another human being yeah, and I not just calling like the ref that. a dickhead. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'd put my hat back on, Mitch. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch, that was my bad. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus a bit. <laughs> that reminds me of a story of a former Knights front rower who was asked once why he packed so hard into a scrum by Tim Mander. I think it was Tim Mander. And he said, I'm a front rower. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's what, what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. It's I in like, the job description. I really liked Tim Banner when he used to kick off. Do you remember like do you remember the ref ears he used to get at yeah, the games? Yeah, yeah. That was before like you know, anything. It was like amazing you can hear the ref talk, but it was like <laughs> you can sort of see what the ref's doing anyway. But anyway, though you had a monitor, you can hear the players as well. But Tim Mander used to when they kick off, he used to go, Woohoo! Yeah, like, I love it. Just loved his rugby league. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that anymore. Not Did a great it. Mr. Bean too. No, it's a different bloke. You get that we've had this before. No, Tim Man. No, you think of Sean Bean. Hampstead. Yeah, well Hampstead used to do the woo. It was Mr. Bean did the work. I don't. Th- I think you've. I think you've crossed uh, crossed wavelengths on your mind. I think it's next week, Jousters, We'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> we'll show everyone. <laughs> we'll show you ha- all. Hats back on for me, Siani Matautia. He's rushing out to the line. We've talked about this before. Center is not his best position, but there's nowhere else really to put him at the moment. How about on the wing? What do we think of Sione? He's a big power winger. We mentioned George Tafua earlier. He could be Tafua esque. Hard runs, big body. He can't pass, no. so get him on that wing and just have him working. He runs really well out of trouble, out he of does. our red zone. Mm. He could make a very good power winger, and that's we all know he played on the wing for Australia. Well, why not? Why not play him there? He didn't work out in the second row, although he had a lot of um, a lot of potential there. I just think you throw someone in who's so used to playing on the wing, and then you throw him to the forwards. You know, one out of a hundred times in a game, you're going to put your head somewhere we shouldn't, and you're going to end up KO'd. And that's, I guess, that's what happened to him quite a bit, unfortunately. Try him on the wing. Why not? Why not? Let's try it. Uh, like you know, what else have we got to lose? Well, that's <laughs> what you used to do every in juniors. You know, you had that kid. You're like, where do we put do this we, guy? He's just rocked <laughs> up. Mum's yelling at the coach. Where yeah. do you put? Just put him on the wing. Chuck him on the wing. Yeah. yeah, just hide him out there. Sometimes I played a lot on the wing as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it always reminded me of. But hats back on Liam. Do you have anyone? Uh, look now, I think this is more a victim of circumstance than anything of what happened in the game. But for me, I couldn't split it between Safiti and Lilliman. Yeah, their running meters were historically low, but in saying that, they were on the field at a time where we had no ball. nigh on no possession. So it is hard to fault them on that. But yeah, three, um, three hit-ups each. They got a second stint out there. They did get a second stint. No, I think by then they were just too gassed from defending. It's, you know, you haven't got much you can do at that point. When you've been gassed, you've been run off the ball. So the hats are on, back on, go to those boys. But mm. again, it's I think they're a victim of circumstances as much as he missed anything. A, he missed an important tackle on Cassiano as well. And that's what I was really expecting, you know, the the, the tower that is Daniel Safedi to be taking on the other biggest man on the field. That's what I really wanted to see. And, you know, he just ran from a regular hit up, one off the ruck, and he burst straight through Daniel Safedi. With, like, not much footwork either. It was just lazy. It was just piano fingers straight out there. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> But you know you're gonna get piano fingers. That's what old coach used to say. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, he said I don't want to see any fucking piano fingers out there. That's what he used to say to me. (laughs) Um, To me especially because that's all I used to. We can swear on this show. Oh, absolutely. Fucking oh. Fucking (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking. Yeah. Well, we can all we can jump straight back in the second half and we'll be right back. Uh, Liam, you got something to say? I do. You're looking at me quite. Well, we didn't cover what went wrong yet, Naggy. Well, a lot went wrong. We lost the game by. I know, but I've got a whole page of them. So settle in. Well, maybe we should save it then. Because okay. a lot did go wrong. And yeah, it was a bit of a debacle. But there was a lot of positives to take out of it. Overall, I rewatched the game Friday night. And while it was disappointing, it was disheartening. I did have to call Lifeline after the game. Jeez. There was still plenty to like about it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Liam. We'll be right back for the second half. Good ad for Lifeline, man. <laughs> Saved a life. Family. Turn up. Yeah. You must have met in church. 
Uh, <laughs> we'll jump back in. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Uh, <laughs> um, now, Liam, I uh, you had some things to follow up, but I think you, you don't want to touch on them. No, no it, they're a bit too depressing. They made very depressing readings, the uh, the bad things that went wrong against yeah. Melbourne. But Write it off. I think we got some... Write it off. It's it, written off. It's gone now. But we have some stats, Liam. We do. We have some stats from... Uh, Hebrew Hammer. That's right. Our very own stats man, Josh Spiegelman, the Hebrew Hammer has sent us through some good stuff for next week. Now, next week, boys, yeah. is could prove to be a real doozy. The Tigers have been red hot inexplicably. Mm. It's it's truly bizarre what Ivan Cleary's done there down there at Concord. I can't believe that if you said six rounds into the season, I know it's still early, like it's a long season, six months worth, but six, six weeks in, you've got the Tigers up the top, you've got the Warriors, St. George, and then down the bottom, uh, you know, you've got uh, like uh, Parramatta. Can't, can't can't buy a win down there with Canberra Bulldogs like all these big money players down there and they they're doing nothing. Mm. Do, you, do you think it's crazy? Like, do you remember? Is this just me talking about the season too early? Or? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you, but you start to see it mould out to how it's going to look in week twenty six. I think it's still twenty six rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Who, knows? Right. Who knows? Who uh, knows? But yeah, you see it mould quite early, and to see Knights, the Newcastle. Qantas Link Nights, I'm seeing right there. <laughs> yeah. um, I used to love that. I used to enjoy the Newcastle Qantas Link Nights. I used to it flows well, it doesn't does it? It does flow yeah. well. Who have we got here? Stockland. Yeah, I've got Stockland as well. Stock- <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to. I, I think it's amazing to see them sitting in tenth position at the moment. I think that's great. It's mm. a good position to be in. I'm of the big belief that as long as they don't come last, I'm happy. Oh, absolutely. And even when they did come last, I was happy. I was still happy. Well, not wasn't, happy, wasn't but ecstatic. No. But even like you look back at like sorry season two thousand and five, with uh, playing without a sponsor. I think it was two thousand five. It was six. Yeah. Playing without a sponsor, Milton Friday, Gids was in there. It was it was a, it was a tough year. It was. Well, good friend of the show, Milton. <laughs> yeah, we've we've mentioned, we've mentioned him often. Uh, I think uh, I'm not sure if he's a friend, but um, but yeah, it was it was we went fifteen rounds without a sponsor, and then it was because of that. Do you remember that um that went they went to Bathurst. Uh, to play a game, play a trial, and then uh, a bunch of the Knights boys went into. It was with Dane Tills. Dane Tills was shafted from the club. Yeah. Oh, that was that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the sponsor pulled, and then they went. And then we were without a sponsor for 15 weeks. Couldn't couldn't win a game at 15 weeks of uh, of losing. I think it was 13 games, two buys. Um, and then the the week that we got the sponsor, Colin Allied, was um, we went to Penrith. And played yeah. Penrith, and then we got the win up there. I remember that. I remember watching Clint Newton lose his shit. He was so happy. It was. It was <laughs> like they won the grand final. They'd finally won uh, after how many weeks? Did you I, say it was fifteen weeks, thirteen 15 games? I think. Weeks, yeah, yeah, something crazy like that. And they just got the sponsor, and it was like a grand final win because the, the demoralising feeling of losing your sponsor before the first game of the season. I think that was that was how you said it. Yeah, that's got to be hard. And then everyone starts looking at you and judging you, and then you don't do things right on the field, and things aren't going well, and then just it just ebbs and flows, and just runs into this this whole mess that that season was. And that's it. The players will always say, you know, oh, it's not affecting the football. It's bullshit. not. It's not getting in the way of anything. We're doing. You're right. It's bullshit. bullshit. You know, it's 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 conjecture hanging over your head about your employer at the end of the day. That's going to piss you off and, you know, fuck you up on the field. You're not going to know which way's up nor yeah. which way's down. Am I getting my paycheck? Rugby what the hell? Men- it's, it's mental as much as it is physical. Yeah. You know, as I said before, you run out and try and jam someone with their first shoulder and you, if you hit someone, they're going, to be, they're going to be mentally impaired for the rest of the game because they don't want to run at you. Which is an easy bar when uh, you talk to most rugby league players. They haven't got far to sink there. No, no, they don't. <laughs> but uh, it definitely plays up, up the top. It's, you know, especially having that clean jersey, you know, with just nothing there. 
and then it's uh, and then having every other team play, and then it, then people start talking about it. They say like, oh, it could be because you know the sponsor's not there, and then it's just a reminder that you you, you know your club that's uh, you know effectively just there to sell tickets and you know get money to pay players and and pay everyone like pay everyone on the staff. Like it's you got to bring. It's got to bring everything down. So. It's a negative feedback loop. Yeah, absolutely. You're not playing well. The sponsor's gone. You're struggling. This has happened at home. The dog's crook had spewed on your favourite jersey that used to have a, <laughs> a, a bloody Qantas link on it. And, you yeah. know, things. so many negative things happen and it's this domino effect and it affects you when you run out in the field. It may not affect you when you run out your first 10 minutes, but when you're camped on your line and they've scored two tries and you miss, you miss the dummy half-gun scoot from... You know, a meter out. Simple things that you know from playing football your whole life that you just the hooker's always going to run. Those type of things, you miss them because you're not you're not there. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got some stats. From well, Speedway. yeah, I was yeah, in a sorry. positive feedback loop, and then I started thinking about that. It's all feedback <laughs> loops at the moment. But next week, now we've got the Tigers. They're coming in hot. They've been defending really, really well, yeah. which is interesting. You know, beating Melbourne twice. I think the first team to beat Melbourne twice in a season. Since Melbourne started, or some ridiculous some thing, like, yeah. facet like that. But then the last two weeks as well, they've shown that they can throw the footy around. They can have a, a bit of fun against Manly. They were just running rampant. They were scoring at will. They were really very good. But um, look, there's a few players we need to target. Yeah. Actually, there's one, and he's a former knight, Robbie Rocco. We We've all remember a, Robbie. Robbie Rochow. Rochow. The Chow Chow. Where do you reckon that name comes from, Rocco? Rocco. Well, I think he's. I think he's. I think it's Rochow, and then he just goes, "I prefer Rocco, thanks." Like, I thought it was Maltese. I think it's a very Maltese name. I don't think you can Rocco. say, oh, "I prefer Rocco." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a porn of, name. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a stronger name than Rochow. I think. Rochow. Like, oh, no. uh, like, but then it's like we're a words for Rapana these days. Rapana. Rapana. Like, do you remember? Because like, how many times is uh, you know, was it Matty Utai, Matty Yatia, Matautia, Matautia? Oh, it was Matty Utai for years when it was, it was. just when it was just Peter. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Matty Utah for like 10 years and then Zioni started playing and it's Matty Utia. Matty Utia. So, so just, it's terribly... But it's didn't, they, didn't they used to call... Um, is that the oldest one, Peter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Didn't yeah. they used to call him Matty Utah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then call... In the same week, they'd call Zioni <laughs> Matty Utia. Yeah. And it's like, you're the same commentator. Yeah, yeah. Actually, funny it story about... In. It can happen uh, even in local league, I believe. It uh, can. Uh, funny story. A couple of uh, good jousters, uh, Marcus and Bean Christensen... Uh, brothers played for Wanderers first grade for years, and every single week they would get Ben Christensen's surname correct, and every single week they would misspell Marcus's. So, g'day boys, and hopefully they fix that. But yeah, every week they're the same family. Yeah, and yet they'd still get the name wrong. They're a good bunch of boys, the Wanderers. I saw a bunch of them down at uh, the Commonwealth Hotel uh, just a few nights ago. I think it was last uh, last Monday. It was last Monday night. Yeah, great pub. We saw Very the uh, we saw the uh, we saw uh, I think it was uh, Denny Young and uh, Dave Tynan and all that. But uh, no, too, it was a fantastic venue. It's, that uh, is a great pub, the Commo. Uh, I really enjoy going down there. Maybe to watch a game. You know, uh, maybe just to shoot the shit uh, with uh, the people that are around. But uh, we got to go in and put our tips on after Nagy. Christ, we do too. Might have a beer while we're there. <laughs> What's mm. the point of putting our tips on when we don't get any of them right, Liam? Also, when you can't tip in this day. Age. The NRL's gone topsy turvy. It's impossible to tip. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. Every every season, I say this is the hardest season to tip. But now I've just got to the point where I don't care, and I know I'm going to come last. So I stopped tipping comps many years ago because I used to be get uh, used to get quite upset. Oh, I used yeah. To, I used to just do my head in. I just get them wrong. It was like it was like I was like ten years old or twelve years old. It was the earliest form of gambling for me, <laughs> and I used to just crack the shits. As I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I just, I just, I, yes, I'd study the the Thursday afternoon. You remember, the, did they Rubber still have weeks? that? Oh, the, no, 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 in the Herald, they used to have the, the, the whole layout of every game. And maybe they still do, I don't know. Yeah, and and the, they have it there, and I used to look at that, and I'd go, oh, this bloke, I'd go, like, match him up. i go, okay, he's better than him, he's better than him, he's better than him, yada, yada, yada. And uh, 
Yeah, and I, just, I suck shit. I used to, yeah, I used to do the same thing with rugby league weeks, and it was I used to have a, a stack of them, and I'd go through them like I'd try to be like you know David Middleton, but I wasn't very good at maths, so it was sort of like. <laughs> well, see, they got me hooked early. Yeah, it was a 1998 grand final. I was at a friend's grand final party with all the adults. Yeah. I was a, a boy of mere, merely nine years old, and I won thirty five dollars picking the first try scorer, Ooh. and I've been chasing that win ever since. <laughs> And uh, in the like twenty the years Cup. hence, oh, the same thing. You get that win off the sweep at work, and then you're like, I reckon I'm in with a chance. I had a dream last year, uh, much like Martin Luther King. I had a dream <laughs> about the Melbourne Cup and the number like twenty four or whatever it was on. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be it. Put a hundred bucks on it. Come last. <laughs> <laughs> serious? <laughs> he might have slept a little bit longer. He might have seen like there was like 24, 24. Don't do Don't it. bet on 24. <laughs> but yeah, it was like... You should have hit that snooze button again. Yeah. Oh. Mm, that's <laughs> the secret. That's why I always hit the snooze button. Six, but anyway. Six times, yeah. Robbie Rocco. Now, our edge what? running has been particularly good. Yeah. Rocco has been a bit of a weak link out there on the edge in defense for the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, I said Titans, sorry. Um, he's only been tackling at 80% effectiveness for the season, which yeah. is not very good. How given do you the tackle at 80% as a professional rugby league Exactly. Player? Especially, you know, one of the great journeymen of rugby league. He, you know, he went to Melbourne, then went to the Tigers. They usually base themselves on good, strong defense. He was at the Rabbits last year. He was at the Rabbits last year. Um, and last week, you know, he had a, a season low of only 70% tackle effectiveness rate no, so right. I don't know which side he plays on but if we send you know our big big fellas send Chris Arnington at him said, said, that's it hing ding ding to send him Chris at him hing ding 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 the ding, most ding. awkward runner of the ball <laughs> that I've seen since Anthony Watmow isn't he what yeah he him just, and Leeson Armour he's the same he just runs up and you just what is he going to jump over him or what was he going <laughs> to do here He's weird. He sort of, I don't know, he barrels himself up a little bit. Like he's, but, you know, he puts it in and he's, he's 76 years old. So, and it's uh, lots of steps in a small place. Yeah, 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 it doesn't, yeah, it's like a dance. He dance sort of, a great Charleston. But he scored, he scored a try this year. So that was more, I, I remember when we signed him and I said he won't score any tries, but he'll do a job. And now he's you proven me wrong. Wrong, <laughs> wrong for not the last time this season. But the other one we got to target, now Josh Reynolds, he was brought to the Tigers on big money. You know, he's like, oh, he's going to be the big playmaker for the Tigers. Spent the first month out injured. And uh, has come back in the number 14 jersey, playing a bit of utility. Now, he was the cause of two line breaks uh, last week, and he missed four tackles, which Manly weren't throwing much in attack. So to allow two line breaks and miss four tackles. Um, Jacob Little, who was in the middle before Reynolds came on, didn't miss a tackle. So once Reynolds comes on in that uh, interchange role, we start sending the big fellas at him. We start sending the big boys at him. We get mm. him angry, and then hopefully he kicks someone in the head and gets a 12-week suspension. I was surprised that they signed... Like, obviously, they signed him because they wanted him to be starting 5'8", and they wanted Benji as sort of that mentoring sort of come in. But now Benji's playing out of his socks, and then you got Reynolds come back from injury. It's like there's no real spot for him. they got him in this hooking role, which is not like his best. I think they've, they're, they're just trying to band-aid a... Uh, you know, a bad signing, I think, in the end. But oh, Benji, Benji might injure himself. He'd find himself in number six. But I think, surprisingly, Benji's playing really well. Well, that's it. I think with, with the age Benji is, they're going to have to start phasing him out. And I think that was the plan, to get Benji in for some early season sparks, some vigour, and then start bringing Reynolds in. So we all remember the glory days of Benji. We remember what he could do. But he's now introduced that. <laughs> the glory days with three shoulder reconstructions, I think, was the glory days. Well, that's days. it. The glory days weren't long, but they were great. <laughs> they were glorious. But then he's introduced this kind of great game management into his uh are you okay your voice just went <laughs> this gr- yeah he's become this um phenomenal game manager and he can yeah. run the team around like it's kind of a, a real renaissance for benji like there's been some like if, as far as tigers picking some bad signings there's been some bad signings for, for the knights in the past uh, did, did oh. anything spring to mind uh any any oh, ones that really God. just didn't sizzle 
Was Neville it? Costigan playing hooker comes to mind. Keith Lulia, his entire career. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about Keith Lulia. Oh, wow. I'm sure Keith's a great guy, but <laughs> please just... go and play squash. There was uh, there was oh. there was that oh, there was that fellow from the from the the tie. Some ties never made it to first grade. Uh, Paul Fronze came back to Newcastle, I think, in 2005 after having a fairly successful season with Penrith. Never played a game. What was a bloke uh, from the Storm with the beard? Oh, Kirk, Kirk Reynolds. Kirk Reynoldson. <laughs> cult hero he was. Cult hero. Yeah. Yeah, everyone used to say he's a cult hero just because he was a bearded man. Yeah. Well, that was before <laughs> that. Right. That's how you describe him. Well, that was before we three made it popular. <laughs> yeah. Back then, it was uh, he we was kind of like a unicorn. He was a yeah. freak. Yeah, and we got rid of Ben Kennedy for, for Kirk Reynoldson. <laughs> Great work, guys. Did we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. They said Ben Kennedy was too old. He played two stellar seasons with Manly. I tell did. you what, the Knights had... Um, has had some issues with their management over the past <laughs> 20 years. Understatement. Understatement. Like, of the I don't want to go out on a limb here and say that they employed the most ridiculous human beings to run that club. <laughs> but there's a reason it ran into the ground for some time. <laughs> yes, And it came is. from the top. Shame on all of you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> except Matt Gidley. I like Matt Gidley. Except, except kids. Oh, Do you think there's a problem with... Because um, obviously in a career playing rugby league, you get hit in the head a lot. Yeah. Do you think therein lies the problem of having former players administrating the game? That, that he- they're knocks. all concussion riddled. It, you just can't have a, You can't have a club that is just for the boys. You know what I mean? It can't be for the. You got to welcome them back. Oh, they're they're, they're a good Knights boy. You got to you know got to come back and 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 do something with the club. It's like no, if the, if there's better people out there, and like the you trust me, the the good clubs out there don't have the old boys as. Uh, it's only like a very Newcastle thing that it's like ah oh, well he look. He's from Mato, and you know he's he's always been really nice, and he sent me a card at Christmas, so we're going to bring him in. And yeah, he's yeah. I mean, I think it has the boys' club has its place. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the more that you involve old boys with the club, the better. Yeah. And I think that's what the old boys are looking at doing in this uh, the, the next few years is really involving themselves with the club, and I think that's great. But it, you, you've got to take into account how much knowledge someone has of the game, because that that is important in what we're doing. Uh, what what someone's doing with a rugby league club is the knowledge of the game. Like that's that's just essential. You also need this enormous amount of knowledge about business. Yeah, yeah. And you need to know how to turn a profit. If you can combine all those, then awesome. You've got a great leader. But I don't think we've seen that uh, from any club in the NRL, especially with ex-players. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah, I think it's so important to keep the old boys around, but you just have to employ them in the right manner instead of just... Throwing directors' jobs at them. You, gotta, you yeah, need to. Well, you got to have this sort of in- integrated, but also a bit of a separation. Unless they're like the right person for the business job. You know, administration-wise, I think you know they, they play a key role, especially in the culture, especially in the history of the, uh, a successful club like the Knights uh, was over a certain patch. You know, bring that back for encouragement for for new players that don't uh, understand. Like Crow was saying when they they took him down to Port Stevens and uh, and had the the trivia comp uh, about the Knights. You know, and, uh, and just little things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Knights. They they do nothing on social media. They think they do heaps because they post a couple of Instagram photos. They do nothing on social media. Yeah. They need some new guy to come in and step in and say, right, we're going to do this. We're going to get the Joust boys in. They're going to interview the players after the game. Like, seriously, if you're involved with the night social media, sort your shit out. <laughs> Fair dickham. And I can say this because yeah. I've... Yeah, I've exactly. gives a fuck. Clean I'm hands. Just, yeah. I'm just some dickhead who <laughs> has influence on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you just need to... Really try and understand from your from the fan level, yeah. Because the mobile phone is the most important thing that anyone who's trying to advertise to anyone has. Because if you think about it, if you're not, do you watch normal TV? 
No, I was. Oh, I, I was, got Foxtel, so yes, but mostly for no, the footy. No, no, but I was without a television uh, recently. I just moved house without without a television for eight weeks, and I yep. did not miss it because yep. I had the I had my phone and I had a laptop, so it was like I got everything I needed. So, so what, what do you do when the ads are on? Yeah. Check, fast check your phone. Yeah, yeah. What oh, you check your phone. Did you check your phone? What did yeah. you do? Go to the toilet. Well, fast forward. Because <laughs> oh, okay. oh, yeah. I watch it on oh, Foxtel. Fox the replay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So you constantly got this phone in front of you. Yeah. But but NRL clubs don't reach out. They don't do what the UFC does with this embedded series that they do that they do really well and they put a lot of money into. But that's the reason they sell tickets. It's the reason people are so popular. Excuse me. Because people have this affiliation with the players, the fighters in their instance. Yeah. Like if you really care about a player then you're going to watch them play. Yeah, that's right. But people don't care anymore. They care about maybe the big players, but they don't care about the, the Neville Costigans. Yeah. If you show <laughs> Neville Costigan doing something like he's yeah. out playing with his kids at the park and look, this Neville's got the Snapchat for the day or whatever, I don't know. He would love that. He's, he hasn't seen much uh, of the limelight these days, old Neville. But like people like Luke, Le- Luke, Le- Luke Yates, um, he's got to change his name to something that's easier pr- to pronounce. Uh, Sam Stones. We've got all these, uh, even Corey Dennis, these players that are coming through that I don't see like, and they'll get they'll get this first grade spot. And exactly what you're saying is like, they'll just come on and they're a fresh face. And if they drop the first ball, everyone goes, ah, I hate him. Like, and it's like, but if you show them trying try their fucking asshole out at training to yeah. get on the um, on, on the, the paddock yeah. then they drop the first ball you go it's alright mate come on you know you get, get behind them. them now you've got an interesting point there and this is completely tangential yeah. but I'm bringing it up anyway they need to bring back a proper goddamn reserve grade system they 100%. need to bring back the reserve grades the under 21s all three playing on the, the same day against the same club because then you learn to love your reserve grade heroes you know who's you know yeah. playing at 1.45 in the afternoon because yeah. you're looking to them to eventually step up whereas now it's like I can't really I try to follow the Knights Reserve grade but I don't know fuck they're playing in Perth when we're over in New Zealand or yeah. something weird Nothing like that it's hard up, yeah. to follow it doesn't match up whereas yeah. in the old days you know you'd go out you'd watch all three even up in Sawtell when I was growing up mm. there was no television cameras we go and we watch all three grades you watch 18's reserves first grade and yeah. you'd know who was coming up. You'd know who was coming in. But now the NRL, because that doesn't exist, needs to pick up the slack. You're exactly right. They need to pick up the slack and say, we need to work harder to get these players who are on the fringes into the forefront of our fans' minds. Otherwise, they're just going to end up caring about you know the top echelon of players and all these other players who are on minimum wage contracts slogging their asses off. Mm. i just forgotten about. Point. And that's when the problems arise with they're not getting enough money or they're not being treated well after their careers oh, ended yeah. because it's like, well, the they people got, didn't care about them they because they profile. didn't know about them. Yeah. They didn't know they existed. But the NRL won't. And no. the reason they won't mm. is because they're after a quick buck. They're in this for 10 years and then after that, they're out. You know, these investors, these type of people, they don't care. And they showed it at the start of the season where they did a whole big, oh, we're relaunching the NRL website. We're redoing everything. Shit house. Terrible. Terrible. They, terrible. Are, th- these people who have these university degrees and they spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 getting a degree are just hopeless. Yeah. Like they are terrible Silly, at what yeah. they do. They are terrible. I've I've gone into jobs and applied for jobs where they go, well, you don't have a university degree, so you can't, you we're can't. We're not even going to talk to you. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going to yeah. talk to you. Did, did, I, I don't want to be an absolute wanker here, Please but do. I know social media pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've sort of, I haven't mastered it. No, no way. Yeah. But I'm certainly above someone who's just walked out of uni and go, well, I know how to, yeah. I know how to work Photoshop, so I'm going to get a job with an NRL club, and we're going to. T- you just you just need to get the right people on board, and I don't think any NRL club has actually done that. I think it's someone screaming. It's, it's, there are young fans out there that need to be captured. Yeah, I agree. I totally yeah, agree. And no one's doing it. That's it. I feel like fan engagement 
It's been lacking. It's been lacking. It's been lacking. Liam, is that your sack I can see poking out? I think it's time it to open is. Liam's sack with some questions from the fans. Liam, can you hit us with your sack? I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. I was it's looking uh, around. I was like, it's, sorry, is there it's a the, reflection? It's the, yeah. yeah, I've got a mirror up there. Faces There's down. a few places in town we can't go because of the sack. <laughs> um, now, sack questions, gentlemen. I'm going to leave it open to everyone. Joel Southgate. Now, Joel asks, first of all. On your Joel. Thoughts on players we've signed for 2019 and on taking the game to Tamworth. And should the NRL take more games to the bush in New South Wales? He's really squeezed the orange with that question. There's about four questions in there, Joel. I know, and it's wonderful. He's worked out beautifully. First of all, boys, signings for 2019. Only that bloke from Cronulla. Jesse Ramian. Jesse Ramian. Uh, Great who, signing. Very good signing. Been fantastic. I can't think of anyone else that we signed for 2019. No one. <laughs> um, as far as I know, potentially Tim Glasby will cover that more in the news. But, all right, what do you think, uh, Butts, about taking the game to Tamworth? Uh, uh, I, I like it and I don't like it. I don't like it because I can't go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, uh, and I think it takes away from the fans that uh, the the member uh, holders, like the the, the, yeah, it's the red and blues. Like, it's sort of like it's sort of like taking the game, the uh, Origin game, to Melbourne. Mm. I get it from a business <laughs> point of view, but I hate it from a fan. Also, point Melbourne of view. people are stupid. Plus, in the, for, the greatest city in the fuck off, come to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it was it's hard for like you know Newcastle. This this start of the season, Newcastle's got so much support. We've had two home games out of six. We're not getting, getting another one until our eighth game. Eighth game, seventh game. We're having, we're having, we've got three in the first ten, and it's not fair on the Knights fans that, like, you know, out of all the clubs, we're bustling to get through those turnstiles to sit and cheer on our side, and we're from the smallest market when you compare to Sydney. So it's like you, you, you're sort of taking away from that. Uh, hopefully, we see a lot of red, blue, and Tamworth, though. <laughs> I think the Tigers put up a, a tweet today saying like, "Oh, we're, we're, the game sold out. We look forward to it." And then the Knights rebutted the the tweet and said that they're all going to be wearing red and blue. I don't know why you're excited. Which well, is now gr- that's the thing. I, what I will say this year about the Knights fans, and I don't know that I've ever seen a team whose fans have travelled so well. Every away game I've watched watched on Fox Sports, I've heard the Newcastle chat. Melbourne. We were getting absolutely hammered, and with about 10 minutes to go, we put it together a good set, and the fucking Newcastle champ was ringing around Amy Park. Mm. Oh, it was just gorgeous. Oh, they're the best fans in the world. We they're are. like, But they're like Pavlov's dog. They're just so used to just, <laughs> just terrible right. terrible conditions and things to watch. They're yeah. just like, we get a win, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I yeah. was at that Manly game. I nearly screamed. Yeah. I did scream. <laughs> I was at that when I was at the Brisbane game. I didn't know how to, like, when we won. I didn't know what to do. I was, so, I was so used to being dejected when I was walking out of the stadium there. And I sort of had to, I sort of, I don't know, something's missing here. Like, you know, <laughs> that I, I feel all right. I was sort of walking on air, but it's crazy. So, but, yeah, I like thanks. that they take games to the country because that is a huge part of the NRL supporter fan base. But it just needs to be worked out a bit better with the teams, I think. Worked out about how to take the games effectively without jeopardizing you know the the markets that these teams are in. Why wouldn't you do the preseason comp there? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yes, preseason comp in the country. I love All right. it. Tick that off. Tick. <laughs> We've nailed it. Now, Marcus Thanks. James Harborn. Marcus. On you, Marcus. Thoughts on the rumours of Timothy Glasby and also a player swap with the Tigers? Yeah, well, I've heard of the player swap with the Tigers, which is Rossi uh, for Tim Grant. That's uh, a shit swap. Well, that's a yeah. No, that, that's a <laughs> that is a shit swap because we don't need prop forwards. We need outside backs. And uh, Rossi's an outside back, proven and tested. And we, why would we, why would we swap him for a Tim Grant, who's someone who can't even, you know, get a first grade game at Tigers? I know about the shot that he put on Petros. In the well, no, it wasn't just that shot; it was his opening twenty minutes of Origin. You don't sign him on that, but God, it was a good twenty minutes of front row he play. Knocked that, that okay. I uh, I'm, I can't remember how long ago that was, but I'm pretty sure I sustained an erection for six weeks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen, and I loved him. I haven't heard of him since. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything. Since. <laughs> I think he just went. That was the best hit up of all time. 
done. He's done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Put it on the highlight reel, boys. I'm done. <laughs> but you got to keep Rossi. You got to keep Rossi. He, he means more to this club than than a, a whole host of other players. He's like the only player in the squad that has any personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really like Nathan Rossi, and I think he's he is just so essential to what the Knights are trying to rebuild at the moment. Well, that's it. It carries over onto the field. You know, you see all his off-field work he does, and he's so energetic, brings a lot to yeah. it. But then he, he he carries it over onto the field. I think. Yeah, no, you he, don't get rid of him, Tim means, Grant, or he, anyone. He's, he means thousands of bums on seats each game, Nathan Ross, because 100%. people come there to, just to watch him. He's a very special player. So, so we can forget that Tiger swap. But Tim Glasby, oh, origin oh. prop Tim Glasby. Yeah, look, as, as far as getting a new prop on for next year, it means something because obviously Hyington, Hing, Ting, Ting, and, uh, and Lilliman are both on one-year contract. So he will need some more in the in the Ford stock. Do you want an inside scoop? Yeah, hit, hit us Always. with it. Glasby will be at the Knights next year. Excellent. We've, you've heard it here first. Uh, and look, the more players we can get from that Melbourne system, we've seen it with Slade Griffin already. He's but, come up, yeah. he's been a revelation. The more players we can get from systems like that who can then bleed it into our culture and incorporate it in the nice culture the better I will Love say it. I have no actual knowledge of that <laughs> but I'm just putting those positive energies out there yeah. and come on Tim that's it positive put it on close. the uh, what are they the secret board you well, know, well it's all they're gonna it's all middle aged white women do that they it's put all, pictures on a board and then what? achieve it yeah, sure. Uh, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And if it does, we've got the inside scoop. So. And you can put this up. And you go, we said this six months ago. Yeah. Look at, go on. What a Butterfield, what a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, yeah. Any more from the sack? I do. Yeah. Anthony Hickling. What's our thoughts on... Well, this ties in nicely to our previous question. Sure. Thoughts on this Facebook page that has popped up that I didn't know about, that has disgusted me. What? Rossi for reserve grade, it's called. Uh, look, I tell you what, I've I heard about this Facebook page, searched for it, couldn't find it. I'm not sure if it actually exists. Hickling, uh, did you make the page and take it down? He's a, he's a real true bastard, that Anthony Hickling. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I think, as we said before, he means more than, than, than how he's playing. You know what I mean? He's a tried and tested try scorer. Uh, he's playing effectively out of position at the moment in the centres. And for mine, playing well in the centres. I think he's been mm. doing a good job. Yeah, and it's it just seems that he yeah he's not just a player out there, but he means a whole lot more to Newcastle because he... he he really encourages that Newcastle spirit. Yeah, he, uh, that late late in his career boom. Um, it, it played City's Origin last year. It yeah, it'd be ridiculous to to consider to hey, look if you dropped him, you'd always drop him to find form to bring him back up, which has happened before. Whoever made the page, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Anthony Hickling, um, Kelly Wilson ties yep. one back in neatly to what we were discussing about boys yep. of all the Knights jerseys over the years. What is your favourite and why for him? Henny Penny was the winner. Butts favourite. Uh, see, I'm, I I was born in 1993, so I never saw the Henny Penny jersey. Yeah, mm. well, and I think a lot of people think the Henny Penny jersey was the 97 jersey. I think a lot of them do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, BP it, was 97, wasn't it? I think it was Stockland. It was. It was, <laughs> it was, it was this one. You're both wearing it. Yeah. This is the reason I bought this one because yeah. it it was one of my favourite. I also enjoyed the 2000 or 99. I like the away strip in 99, 2000. Yeah, the uh, mainly white. I'd have to. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was the white was just the little red and blue just around the, the, the seams, I believe. Yeah, maybe we could flash it up. Yeah, we'll flash it up. We'll, uh, we'll put we'll it up in post. We'll do that in post, yeah. But yeah, yeah um, but those two, uh, I love the 97 one, obviously. The 95 and 96 were good as well. Anything from the 90s. And then it just went. To, uh, the, the, the new management come on board <laughs> and they just do the big shit on the entire creative department and it just looked atrocious for those years. Those Cole and Allied jerseys oh. were with all the swirls uh, on the side. And, yeah, I tell, oh, I tell you, you can't... The red one? I know oh. the reason why oh. they, they swapped it, but like the collar. Taking the collar away, like it's just, I don't know, take something away. Taking the, the collar away and it. taking the stripes. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, the truth. that, that was move disgusting. away from the stripes. We're the only ones who have had the vertical stripes, so we made it work. Why fuck with that? Why fuck with it? 
Yeah, well, it, obviously, so you can sell more jerseys. True. But I don't like that. I, I think that's that's an easy way to make a profit and an easy way to piss people off. And plus, there's seven jerseys a season now. Yeah, they always rotate those. This is the Miners one. This is the, the Indigenous one. This is like... And it's like, yes, I know, but like, I just want to see some consistency out there because you get the way of the home. You end up playing your home jersey about six times a season. Yeah. I like that. I'm a football jersey nerd. Yeah. One of my favorite websites is called... The superhero one's too much. Sorry, I Jer- no, no. The superhero one—that's too far. That's yeah. just advertise. Like the remember that's- the bulldog Star Wars jer- advertising on a jersey as the theme of the jersey disgusts me. That yeah. is terrible. But I like you know coming up with a few variations throughout the year, as like, long yeah. as they bear relevance to the team, to the club, to the region. Yeah, I actually kind of like having a few that I can study and look into and learn about. But um, I did like how they got a couple of nice boys to, to design the Indigenous one last year. Which was great. Jalen Feeney cool. and, and, and uh, Gags. But it, they're both not at the club anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe if you, get asked, if you get asked to design a jersey, don't do it because maybe your contract's running <laughs> out. Go on, Rossi, if they hit you up to design a jersey, <laughs> run. Stay right, right. away. Mine was the 2014 Heritage jersey. Yeah. It was a the, uh, white, beauty, uh, red, white red and white one. Red and white one? No, that was 2010. That was the, it was the old classic. I can't maybe remember. it was 2014. Liam, do you have the time on you? Oh, I do. Time for top of the news. The news. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> now, the news, Liam. It, a few things sparked me through the week, and I got to say uh, that the thing that got me the most talking and everyone's t- is to talk about is the dive. <sighs> <laughs> Mate, if Matt Mitchum put in that dive. At the 2008... Matt Meacham. What yeah. a reference. 2008 <laughs> Beijing, he would have won the gold medal by a lot more. And he already won it by a record-setting score. That absolutely disgusted me. It's the third time William Slater's has done that in the course of three <laughs> weeks. It is... You know, we're, we're going to look back on Billy Slater. Rightfully so. He's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. Yeah. He's done more than almost any fullback in the game. He's no but Milton Thider. <laughs> look, few people in life are. There's very few Milton Thiders running around. Only one, as far as I know. Yeah. But um, it's little shit like that. Yeah. You know, he's diving to get a sin bin. He's in the old days when he'd lead in with the studs first. There's just these little grubby, shitty things in his game yeah. that piss me off to no end. Butts, what do you think about oh. the dive? I, I, I'll put my hand up and say oh, I've done a dive before. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've done it a few times. But when it's against me, it's dog shit. Yeah. yeah. But when yeah. I used to do it, I used to do it with the old the strip the ball. I, in a tackle, I'd strip the ball out and I'd just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. The referee would be like, nah, lost it. And I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. The ball. Also, <laughs> you're playing coy a bit to the the, the yeah. action of the strip. I think that's, I think, look, there's, I think you've got to have a separation there because Billy Slater, like, was play on, it was run. He knows the full, the, he knows if a player touches him, he can keep running. Like, and he might have scored a the try there. But instead, he took the easy option knowing that he's going to get the penalty and a bloke's probably going to the bin. I said he was a real dick about it. And, like, people have compared it to, like, you know, the Danny Levi throwing the ball into the uh, into the, the player that hasn't cleared the ruck, uh, which happened earlier in the game. But that's a Cameron Smith special, and w- which is a completely separate issue because you, you still have 13 players on, on the field. It is, and that's also really funny because throwing a steeden at someone as hard as you can yeah. from a very short distance, yeah. that's prime comedy to me that yeah. is hilarious like just hoofing a steed into someone's head well I mean two things five minutes in bin yeah. easy way to sort it bring it or they're off for that set something like that or the referee could just have some balls and just say just tap it again yeah. or just play <laughs> the ball again <laughs> What are you doing? They, they, they started doing this, um, you know, like with the bring it back, you know, if you go over the mark, it used to be a penalty. And that obviously wasn't working because it was a ridiculous rule. And then they said, no, no, just go, just take two steps back and just play it there, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, just, just go back, 
tap it again. You're obviously not injured from this contest. You've obviously like a hand was laid on you. And people will stop doing it because they don't want to look like a dickhead. Yeah, well, he definitely like, Billy Slater looks like a dickhead right now. And the thing that annoys me that he might be, you know, he's he's uh, he's won the Golden Boot a few times. People are talking that he could be some sort of future. You know, I don't want to throw a mortal out there because they're they're giving him a person out, who doesn't die. They're giving them out like hotcakes these days. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, he's but you know, he's going to be remembered as one of the really greats. Uh, and but does why does he want to finish off his career with a guy that you know hits the deck with a hands laid on him because you know it just makes no sense I feel like that should be the name of the new category you have the immortal you have the hall of fame and then just in between you have the really greats the really greats the really greats of the game the half decents the half, <laughs> the half decents <laughs> the half decents the sort of all rights then and the shit house. and then he was just a good bloke like <laughs> couldn't play the game do you have anything else for the news Liam that really, well, actually it's been it's, it's been, been a really <laughs> quiet season in the NRL for news. I'm just waiting for something massive to break. Tim Glasby, though, we signing him. Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, it's inside be mail. We, we got the inside mail. We got the scoop. It's going to be. be it's going to be good. It's going to be. be with us. He's like a little lemon, but he's a bit younger and he's got a little bit more toe. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a, any new player come to the Knights because we've we've built this thing that it's actually a bit proud to be there. We're no longer. They're no longer picking up the pieces and going. How can we make this side work? Now we're a competitive side. And so, it, hopefully, I'm saying this in round six. Uh, on, <laughs> well, on, we've won fully 50% of our games. Yeah. That well, is something. Which is a better record than we've had in That's the last That's usually something years. we see in round two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, hopefully we can, we can you know, keep this up. And then when players actually want to come here, because they're like, I want to win a premiership, and that side's going to win a premiership soon. That's hopefully what I want to see. Fingers crossed. Now, it's been a quiet year for news, though. It's good, and that's a good thing, because it's going to be controversy, and it's probably going to be about the nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, fingers mm. crossed there's no more news. But, Butts, you've been busy outside of podcasting. What are you got coming up? Oh, my word. I've been busy. <laughs> I tell you what, um, when this goes to air, yes. my Australian tour... Bad for your health will be on sale, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going absolutely everywhere, and I'll be in Newcastle on the 19th of July at Lazotte's, the beautiful venue there in Lambton. New Lambton? New Somewhere. Lambton. One of them. And, I can uh, never tell the difference between which. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. there at Lazotte's. <laughs> it's a great venue uh, run by Brian, and uh, you get a great food choice there. It's yeah. um, absolutely unbelievable, and I'll tell you what, you're going to have a great show. It's an hour of just the finest Australian comedy maybe, uh, <laughs> that, that I can come up with. And uh, yeah, so that's on sale. You can go to my website, uh, com. And we've got a lot of listeners out of Newcastle. You will be touring around the entirety of Australia, I'm led I to will. believe, I every will. single town and country Every single in town this. and country. I won't be in Tamworth out of protest, but I will be in every <laughs> other town. Because uh, be they've got a bigger guitar than you. Bastards. I've got oh, one that I bought rude. off eBay a couple of years ago. Anyway, that's another story. But uh, I'll be all around the capital cities and then later in the year I'll be doing a regional tour. So uh, check me out where you can. Are you going down? Are you going south and around or up and around? Uh, I'm doing it over weekends. So I'll be away for like, you know, I'll go in Sydney and Wollongong and then the next weekend I'll do Port and up like that and just move around and that type of thing. Amazing. That, w- that way it's not a it's not a work thing, it's more of an enjoyment thing. Excellent. Oh, nice. oh, that's lovely. We went to we went to Sydney and uh, stayed in a hotel room and got incredibly pissed and overstayed our uh, late checkout. So we can sort of sympathise with how uh, <laughs> with what touring's like. We went on tour for we, one night. Don't get me started on checkout time. That's outrageous. <laughs> that's, ludicrous. The, that's the biggest jip of all time. Oh, You've got to be out by 10am. I'm on holidays, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's then 30 Australian dollars to push yeah. it back. Yeah, we spent a little bit more what? to push back to one o'clock. And we still, ludicrous. We still overstayed it. Why? 30 oh. Australian dollars oh. so it's just because the house cleaner can stand outside and go jeez I wish these bikes she really up. was <laughs> yeah. to be fair she had her work cut out for her she really did after that night <laughs> <laughs> hotel room thank you so much for joining us Butts it's been an absolute pleasure no worries uh, thank you very much Liam McNeil uh, you look sweaty as always thank you <laughs> now, if you want to listen to the jazz find us on Facebook uh, YouTube now Instagram Twitter all that and also if you want to listen to more of Butts stuff 
uh, you can find them on YouTube, Instagram. Uh, what's your uh, what's your hooks? Preferred well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me absolutely everywhere. Follow me on YouTube, which is just Isaac Butterfield one S two A's. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at the Buttsman. Just I don't know. I just finished my videos with saying, "Be a good motherfucker." <laughs> yeah. From everywhere well, here at the Joust, <laughs> should yeah. we be a good motherfucker? Let's try our very best. Thank you very much, for everyone, for joining us again. We'll see you soon. Cheers, fellas. Delightful jousting. Oh, I had like hour old beer in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking excellent, yeah, bud. Pleasure.